Welcome, podcast people, to this week's installment of your absolute favorite horror movie review podcast. Here with the host with the most, it's me, Uncle Ben, and who's that? Oh, that way. Well, this is me, Steven Spratling. It's you, Steven Spratling? friendly neighborhood pedophile. Oh, God, Steve, get out Come of here. Come on in. No, 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 none of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the pedo voice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's just the pedo oh. voice. Oh, I'm a pedo. But what if we got listeners that are out there that are like, I just naturally sound like that. Oh, no. It doesn't mean I touch kids. <laughs> well, John Latour probably has a, a kind of squeaky voice as he's two children stacked on top of each that other. That is true. Yeah, he cup. is two on top of each other. That's true. <laughs> Can you be a pedophile if you are yourself a child? No. I don't think so legally. <laughs> now we're getting into a real gray uh, no, area. Okay, now hold on. Actually, <laughs> there have been kids arrested... And put on sex offender lists for sending naked pictures of themselves to other kids. Okay, all right. So you can, I guess, be a sex offender. And a pedophile and as a child. As a child. You can Man. definitely be a pedophile as, as a teenager. Oh, yeah, certainly. For sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so then I guess yeah, so then I as guess a child. You could. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird time overall. It's crazy. There have always been pedophiles, I assume. I would think so. I'm sure there was a cave pedophile. Yeah. Come on, my cave. <laughs> <laughs> Come I, on. I got some nice woolly mammoth skins mm, in here. Yummo. <laughs> we can put our handprints on the walls of the cave. Oh, yeah. Look, I did some drawings on the wall. <laughs> cave of Forgotten Dreams. Check that one out. Yeah. That's a good one. That's yeah, a good no documentary. Doubt. Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. I love how Werner Herzog, like, the end of his documentaries is like, he he finds the most ridiculous thing he can to try mm. to relate back to what he's doing. In that one, it's albino crocodiles. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's good. I'm struggling to see the connection there. The first time I watched the documentary, I was like, that made no sense at the end. Why did he do that? And then I watched it the second time. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm, I mean, I don't know if I would ever have done that, yeah. but it makes some sense. I just like how he sounds like a German cartoon character. He does. Yeah, absolutely so. He does. How you been this week, Steve? I've been really good. Uh, been having fun with my wife. She had three days off here. Yeah? Uh, yeah, this that weekend. That sounds nice. Uh, we went to a wedding reception. Yeah? For uh, a couple pals from high school. You went to that Game of Thrones wedding. Yeah, was, I went to Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie's wedding. Wow. Check out Honeymoon if you want to know what's happening in Kit Harrington's life right now. Maybe I do. Honeymoon is a great horror movie. Everybody should check it out and okay. then tell me what the hell it means. Okay, I'm on board. <laughs> I've I'm seen it three times, I think, and each time I'm like, what just happened? Is that on the Netflix? Yeah, I think so. I gotta check it out. Yeah, you do. What was this other wedding you went to? Um, um, my friends from high school who were high school sweethearts. Aww. And then... The uh, ones that weren't me and Kate. Right. Uh, went their separate ways... Um, Journey style. Yeah, they both... <laughs> they did. Exactly. <laughs> Journey style. And uh, they both got married to other people. Okay. Both had a couple kids, divorced, and then, you know, recently got back together. It's a very Brady Bunch situation. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, they're... Uh, one of the, the guy... Yeah. I, I don't want to mention names, so I don't yeah, want yeah, anybody yeah. doxing anybody. Look out. Uh, but uh, my male friend, mm. uh, we were really good friends in high school and, and after... So it was, it was cool to see that he's right. happy and stuff. True love. Uh-huh. And it was at Calhoun's on the River. You don't say. Yeah. So you had yourself a barbecue rib. Uh, no. Um, they they only had pulled pork. Okay, yeah. So, I, and as I've said before, I don't eat pork. Right. But I'm a, I'm a, a, a vet, uh, I guess, non-pork eater of, of uh, ease. As mm -hmm. long as it's easy to not eat pork. 
But if I'm hungry at a wedding reception and all they got is pork, I had some. Um, I'll tell you what, I think beef is the best barbecued meat. You know, it can, can be. It yeah. can be. For I sure. mean, pork can d- definitely be delicious. Yeah. But I think beef has the most flavor. I had barbecue twice in the past day. I had some at the, a venue oh, yeah? last night huh. that was actually really fucking good. Where was it from? Uh, Baxter's 921. It's in okay. Louisville. Oh. It's a cool place. We've played there many times. Actually, that's a place that we played at where we went to the Crazy Casino. Afterwards. Oh, okay. It's that <laughs> Broke place. your belt? Yeah. Broke my belt. <laughs> but that place also has killer food. Like, oh, that's awesome. They got these brisket tacos that are amazing. But the past couple times we played there, I've gotten their ribs. Uh-huh. And man, the dude back there making the ribs is Kicking serious. Ass. He's awesome. fucking awesome. Yeah. And then over at um, a surprise birthday party for Kate's uh, godfather today, there was some catered barbecue scenario. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, you know, I'm not a giant barbecue guy, but those are two of the better barbecues that I have on a regular basis, so I yeah. wasn't sad about it. Um, you've ever had dead-end barbecue in Knoxville? No, it seems to be an issue of huge controversy. If you live in Knoxville, it's either dead-end or sweet peas. Everybody's all okay. about either of those. I like I'm, both. Okay. Um, I, I know I, some people that hate, like Josh hates dead-end. Oh, really? it sucks. Yeah. I, ju- I used to live uh, just a block away from dead-end. Oh, yeah, you did. my wife and I, we would go there pretty regularly. Yeah. And uh, our friend Lindsay, who also used to live in that same apartment complex, uh, we were hanging out with her, yeah. and we got some rib tips from there. Burn-ins, oh, sorry. The burn-ins. burn-ins. Yeah, yeah, dude. If you go to Dead End Barbecue, that is the thing to get. Oh, man. I'm telling you, they're like the yardstick by which all a barbecue is ever measured by in my head. Uh-huh. It's fucking Pappy's in St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. So you been there? No. Dude. I've seen, I, they're always on like different uh, Food Network shows. Seriously. Everybody's into it for it, sure. It's because it's unbelievable. Like, I don't know what the fuck they are doing. It's, mm. it's probably like a Texas Chainsaw scenario. Oh, yeah. It's human meat. It's probably people mm-hmm. that I'm eating. Mm-hmm. But, dude, that place, you'll go there and you'll wait in line for 40 minutes or an hour. Yeah. And you'll get the food and you'll be like, I'm ready to get back in line. Yeah. It's unreal. It's Did, so far beyond any barbecue I've ever had. Do you know that element in Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually comes from... Ed Gein, he uh, would give people meat and tell them it was venison all the time. Oh, Jesus, really? And then really? when he was uh, like in jail, he was doing an interview, and he said he never hunted before. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He said he thought it was barbaric. We brought back some venison today from that party. Oh, yeah? So, I yeah. like venison. Great timing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like eating people. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, that sounds like you've been having a pretty dang good week. Yeah, I had a good time. You know what you deserve? What? A cold beer. A cold beer. You deserve yourself a cold beer. Ice cold beer. And you know, while we're talking about fine Knoxville establishments, I've got to tell you guys what. The other day, I'm going to crack this thing open here. The other day, I went with a couple of friends down to the Pretentious uh, Glass Company. Okay. Which is also now the Pretentious Beer Company. So this oh. is a place right there, uh, kind of in the old city in Knoxville. And they started off as a retailer of glassware. It's so, like pipes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> no, no, actually, it was like glasses and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, it nice. actually was like glasses and yeah. stuff. And their their glass business and stuff was apparently going so well uh-huh. that they were like, you know what? These glasses would look good with something in them. Uh-huh. So they started brewing um, some beers and stuff, which I just kind of spilled on my, my phone. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's okay. Drunk I'll, I'll iPhone. That phone is drunk. Uh-huh. Um, but they started brewing beer and stuff down there. And they also kind of pride themselves on being like the only, apparently, like I think the only establishment in the company that makes all their own glassware. 
Wow. It's pretty cool. That is cool. So they just started brewing beers down there. And, and I, I find this interesting yeah? that the beer you just opened is in a can. It's in a can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they started brewing beers, and we went down there with some friends the other day to uh-huh. check them out. And like everything that I had was top tier insane. Awesome. Like, fucking awesome. Got to go check it out. It was great. And they do, um, you know, it's not it's not a growler. It's a crowler. Oh. Because it's in a can. Uh-huh. So what I did there is I got a 32-ounce big old beer here for 12 bucks. A Victor Crowler? A Victor Crowler. Mm-hmm. Victor Crowler. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and this is an IPA that they make that's called Yacht Flock. Yacht Flock. It's like 6.7%. Uh-huh. And holy moly, is it ever fantastic. Oh, it I, smells I poured, good. I poured yours a little foamy over there by accident. It's the top right. of the can. But man, it kind of has like a similar thing to that that bearded Irish home style. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice, Ooh, boy. you know, very citrusy, yeah. kind of dank. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Man, that's good stuff. Isn't it good? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I was blown away. And apparently, like, from what my buddy told me, this isn't even the best one that they make. Like, really? They said there's a couple other IPAs they had down there that weren't available this time that are even better. On second drink, it's also smooth. Once, you're, yeah. once your mouth adjusts to that citrusy, mm. dank element yeah it's smooth and kind of creamy yeah exactly i like that good mouth feel oh the mouth mouth feel feel. it's got like a real tangeriney kind of thing to Mm -hmm. me like a lot a lot of these citrusy ipas are very Mm -hmm. orangey this is more like a tangerine to me yeah which is just like slightly mellower slightly less acidic yeah and stuff like that isn't that awesome it is they do another one called spray tan that's like 9.2 percent double ipa fucking awesome i might get that next time so go go pretentious man jeez you guys are the bomb Uh uh-huh i'm gonna blast you with some new knowledge here steve oh shit (laughs) this just this comes courtesy of my man dave kennedy that sings for the kennedy wood band Mm -hmm. so like i said last night we were playing a show in louisville and we were chit-chatting about what all songs we can add into the set we needed to make this set a little bit longer so we were just like well do you know this one do you know this one and we were talking about a bunch of old like country tunes and stuff like that. Mm. And we were talking about like um, like the week of living dangerously by Steve Earle. And we were talking about like um, ain't living long like this by Waylon Jennings, yeah, which is one of my favorites. And um, I said, you know, ain't living long like this. And Dave's like, oh yeah, that's great. He's like, I love songs about prison sex. And I'm like, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, I'm like, that's what I said. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, you don't know that. <laughs> And he's like, yeah. He's like, dude, anytime anybody mentions, because there, there's a lyric in that song where Waylon says, you know the story about the jailhouse rock? Uh, uh-huh. You want to do it, but just don't get caught or something like that. Okay. So apparently jailhouse rock, uh-huh. even in the Elvis song, is just slang for prison sex. Jesus. Because rock and roll is slang for sex. Yeah. So jailhouse rock is totally about two dudes fucking in jail. There's a lyric in jailhouse rock by Elvis uh-huh. that says... Number 47 said to number three, you're the cutest jailbird I ever did see. Let's oh, rock. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's what that's fucking about. Now, I've never seen Jailhouse Rock the movie, but I'm assuming <laughs> it's just a gay porn. <laughs> so, apparently, that's the deal. Wow. I know. That's, so, man, you, okay. Yeah, Dave kind of blew my mind with that one. He kind of blew my mind with it. Huh. Pretty pretty intense stuff. Pretty awesome. I'm shook. <laughs> what have you been watching this week? Man. Um, uh, because we're doing a, a meta horror movie today, uh, I was kind of, you know, damn, that beer's good. It's a good beer. I was, uh, getting up to date on meta horror movies, just yep. making sure I, I know 
what's going on with them, you know, scream, etc. Yeah. Um, and then you know, I realized I'd never watched Hatchet, and Hatchet is yeah. considered uh-huh. a meta horror kind of movie. a modern, uh-huh. modern slasher meta kind of thing. Yeah. So I I sat down and watched uh, Hatchet one, two, and three. It's been years since I watched. I've only seen the first one, and it's been mm-hmm. years since I saw it. I remember thinking it was just dumb fun yeah but that was kind of before i got really into horror flicks how, how are they i would say it's dumb fun ish <laughs> okay ish. it's dumb definitely for sure. dumb for sure okay um poorly uh acted at times but okay. I, I feel like that's due to poor direction it seems like they went with just one take for everything okay it's like yeah whatever print it go with yeah, it. yeah. I, maybe that's because of the budget or whatever i don't know um I, I I think really what it may be is that somebody just showed up at a horror conference and said, you, 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 and you, you're in my movie. Let's go. <laughs> they got press gained into it. Yeah. They're so, just walking the streets being delinquents and yeah. some producers grabbed them and said, you're enlisted in the movie now. Yeah, for sure. Now, Victor Crawley is a good character and Kane Hodder is awesome. As oh, him. yeah. That's yeah. right. He's fucking amazing. I forgot that was him. Nice. Yeah, he's a beast. And all the kills are so cool and gory, really look yeah. gory and look good because yeah. they do the smart thing of shooting in the dark and not showing you too for, you for too long, you know. Yep. Um, and so I enjoyed that. And Kane Hodder does some some acting in it as well, which is I mean you know he's always rare he's always acting, but he's, he's actually at speaking roles and or speaking lines, and you you see his uh, his his real face, his face parts. Move. Yeah, because he also plays Victor Crowley's dad. Oh, okay. Flash Run on. Um, I do like some elements of it. I yeah. like that they keep retelling the story of Victor Crawley. It's annoying in the first one. Yeah. But then you see that it's like each time they retell it, something changes. Okay. Something's different. Yeah. I think that was pretty cool. Is, and there's that part where he's like, do you know how I got these scars? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My dad hatcheted through a door. <laughs> um, But I'll tell you what. It... I don't like them at all. They're, okay. They're, but, like, I would say they are those sort of so bad it's worth watching. Okay. Yeah. But, like... It's not so bad that it's not even fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But the good elements actually make me a little enraged because I'm like, why did... Like, just put some more effort into the, the yeah. writing. Okay. Yeah. And and give your actors a, a couple more takes, you know? Yeah. Uh, but other than that... It wasn't. It wasn't a chore for sure. Okay. And uh, I got my wife to watch the first one because she had never seen it. How'd I she w- like it? I was my second time watching it. Yeah. Uh, her first time watching it. She was enraged. <laughs> she <laughs> she said, did not, not so care for it. No. But she does want to watch the sequels. So that's I, that's the that power it has. I yeah, think it says something is that you do want to see more of the gore. I guess. Yeah. So it's like I'll watch those. Doesn't it take place like in like a bayou or yeah, a swamp uh, or something? Louisiana that's bayou. cool. Mm-hmm. That's a cool setting. For that a is a cool flick. setting for sure. And they do have the other element of gators. So like, yeah, uh, you know, you can't like that's always the thing you're probably thinking in say a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Like, well, just get the hell out of there. Yeah. So they they're pretty much stranded in this swamp, and of course you can't just start swimming. Yeah, yeah. Gators. Right. So it does give you that. It's cool a cool element. way to, to isolate them in, yeah. bottle them into one area. I yeah. enjoyed that. That's for cool, sure, man. I also uh, watched The Burbs last Which night. Which is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's great. I, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Dude, Still that, great. That is, uh, if you guys listen and have never seen The Burbs, it is easily in the top three greatest horror comedies ever made. Easily, yes. without a doubt. It's fantastic. And that, I mean, 
You got Tom Hanks. Yeah, you dude. You got Bruce Dern. They're both hilarious in it. Corey Carrie, Feldman. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher's in it. Um, All the weird neighbor guys, the Klopex, have been in like a million different oh, things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll recognize them immediately yeah. for sure. And they're, they're, they all look a bit weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they're so European. The only problem I have with the movie is the ending. Um, okay. The, the, that it ends up that he was... Okay. I'll yeah, spoil it. Because yeah. I, wi- I wish that it didn't end up that way. I wish I gotcha. that Tom Hanks' speech there at the end... Yeah. Was like the end of it. I got you. Because it is perfect. Like, because the movie is really about like McCarthyism and pointing out communists and stuff like that and people not trusting each other and how the suburbs reinforce that. Yeah. Because you're you're all spying on each other. Yeah, 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 definitely. So that that's all great, but then uh, the ending, it's a little bit of a twist. Yeah. So I won't reveal it, but. Eh, it doesn't I, work. Too I can great. understand what you're saying. I can understand what you're saying. Yeah, but man, it's so it's so funny and it's so hilarious. classically 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's like all those <laughs> actors at kind of like their coolest ages and shit too. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, Tom Hanks is still like young. And yeah, stuff. young. Corey Feldman's real little in it. He has those Tom Hanks outbursts. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, this is perfect. I think it's been a while since he had one of those. Yeah, he doesn't really get a chance, and I mean, in a dramatic movie, yeah, he. Sometimes is doing them, but it's not like funny. This is more like Money Pit era. Yeah, Tom Money Hanks. Pit. Yeah. You like that movie? Yeah. God, of course, dude. It's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. I you think, can watch some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, other than that, though, I did last night watch 2008, No Mercy, HBK versus Y2J in a ladder match. Oh shit, dude. It is one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. It is the tightest. So, Shawn Michaels versus? Uh, uh, Chris Jericho. Okay, Jericho. Yeah. Uh, I love both of them. Chris yeah, Jericho obviously. is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So Absolutely. is Shawn Michaels. Yep. Uh, Chris Jericho's the greatest technician for sure. Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, we can't. There's the other great Canadian technician that we shall not name who right. killed his child and his, his there, wife. There is that. But he was an amazing wrestler. It's true. You can't he deny that. can't deny that. Um, and then, you know, Bret Hart. But they were all trained by Stu Hart, Bret Hart's dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but God damn it, it's so perfectly paced. Like, there is, the thing I think um, people often hate about wrestling matches is how much downtime there is. Yeah, totally. Especially those old just, ones, yeah. Yeah, people are just sort of like rolling on the ground, hurting, etc. Yeah. Doesn't really happen in this at all. Like Man. twenty-three minute match, just constant action. Did you say it's a ladder match? It's a ladder match. Damn it! I gotta watch that. Man, so good. There were some great like matches uh, from I assume around that era. I remember there was one that was a man. I want to say it was a ladder match or a TLC match with uh, Shawn Michaels and uh, fuck Vince McMahon's kid, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. That was more recent, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just in the past I ten hear years it was really or good. so. And it was one of the most brutal, yeah. fucking awesome matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Shawn Michaels never disappoints in my no, book, man. No, but that Shane McMahon's willing to go. Like he's one of oh, the, he takes some bumps, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when it like the one of the first times he wrestled, and it was that thing where it's like, oh fuck, we have to just watch this dude. He doesn't yeah. know what he's doing. And uh, he jumped off the top rope to the outside through a table. Yeah, and I was like, okay. I'm on board. All right. ECW, indeed. ECW. <laughs> That's awesome. Those old matches are so fun to yep. watch, man. I need to go through and check some of those mm-hmm. out, too. What have you been watching? Um, well, okay. So 
I've been watching a few, a couple, two, three things. So for one, we finished season two of Santa Clarita Diet. Awesome. Which was fucking awesome. It really is. I think it was even more enjoyable than the first season. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I really like, um, I really like Alan Tudyk's head. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Not Alan Tudyk. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. What is it? What no. Is it? What is it? Uh, Nathan Villian. Nathan Villian. Villian. There you go. Yeah, I was thinking of other Firefly stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like, um, I like how they sort of, they're, they have their little core group in mm-hmm. the second. It's all set up. Because, you know, you're wa- you're developing in the first season. Yeah. Set up. Everything's set up. They got the, the kid, the neighbor, etc. Mm-hmm. I, I like uh, the cop. What's her name? Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Who's, she's married she was, to the waitress. She's well, married go, to the waitress. That's the right. Waitress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was fun, man. And usually, too, the shows like that, it's like... Usually I'm such a sucker for the whole like first season world building mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But this one really did dodge the sophomore slump really yeah. well, where it expanded on the universe yes. in really cool ways. Uh-huh. Like with all the mythology and like uh-huh. the old, you know, book and stuff like that that they have. Yeah. Keep looking through the pictures of yeah. and stuff. Really cool. I really, really enjoy it. I can't recommend it enough. And uh-huh. it's like I don't even I don't like Drew Barrymore at all. I know we talked about this yeah. before. My so wife I was doesn't either. I was but real she skeptical. loves the show too. So. Yes, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. I watched my dog get sprayed with a skunk. Say what? It did. It got sprayed You're with a, a skunk. You're a copycat. I know. You just wanted to be like me. I got to tell you, I got to thank you for your sagely advice yeah. of how to fix this problem. I it's wonder like, if anybody out there, other than, than you, the yeah. person sitting directly across from me, <laughs> who just happened to have it? the same thing happen. Yeah. Anybody was listening to that podcast and then the next day also had their Well, you know, I listen to all these other shows and they, they get these like you know listener messages and stuff and it's like, yeah. oh man, that stuff you guys talked about really improve my life and uh-huh. made my life better it's like wow our podcast is making a difference and uh-huh. it's like our podcast is making a difference between the two of us yeah this is amazing we fix real world problems Thanks, dead and lovely <laughs> signed half of dead and lovely <laughs> i'll sign that i'll sign the other half yeah. i'll tell you what though if you missed that one steve told me the secret recipe for getting your dog to not smell like a skunk if mm-hmm. your dog gets sprayed you make a a combination of Three percent hydrogen peroxide, mm-hmm. baking soda, and a little dish soap. There's specific parts. Look it up. Yeah, you'll find yeah. It. So it's like uh, I think a quart, uh, and then a, a quarter cup, and then a, about a tablespoon. Yeah, something like that. Don't get your dog wet. Don't put them in the bath and start running water on. No. Them. Just put them in the bathtub without the water, and then pour the solution over them. Rub and it just in. Rub it in as much as you can. Let yeah. it sit a little bit. Yeah. Really do its work. It really worked. Yep. Attila does, however, look slightly. Bleached. I noticed that. Just a little <laughs> he bit. He does look a little gray. I'm not. I'm not telling him about it or <laughs> nah, anything. I don't want to mention it. He doesn't look in mirrors. No. That white <laughs> patch on his front though is like really very white now. Though. All right. It's very good. So, yeah, dead and lovely. Just really helping. <laughs> <laughs> me, me out at least. Uh, I also watched. What else did I watch? Today we watched Hell or High Water. Okay, I haven't seen that. I hadn't even heard of it. So okay. Kate and I were just kind of like chilling out earlier today, and she's like, "Let's put on a movie." Mm. Okay, and she was just kind of scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. What? <laughs> and uh, and she just like sees this movie and clicks on it right away, and I'm like, "Wait, what is this?" She's like, "Oh, it's you know Hell or High Water," and I'm like, "Uh, okay, it's got the mm-hmm. dude in it." That's true. And it's got uh, Chris, uh, damn it, what's his name? Star Trek? Chris Pine. Chris Pine in mm-hmm. it. I'm like, whatever, we'll watch it. It's pretty good. Uh, again, I'd never even heard of it, so I had zero mm-hmm. expectations. But it's kind of like if you took, like, let's say the t- the town mm-hmm. and mixed it with, like, No Country for Old Men. Okay. It's pretty good. Kind of a dramatic, bank robby kind of movie. That's interesting. Character study-ish. Yeah, cool. Pretty good. It was I'll pretty check good. it out. What's that? What's that? The uh, rolling on? 
I think we watched it on like Showtime, if okay. I'm mistaken, or HBO. I think Showtime. Uh-huh. But you know, I would say it's not as good as The Town, uh-huh. which is really fucking good. Have yeah, you seen I like that? The Town. God, mm. that movie's great. It's not as good as No Country for Old Men, but still pretty good. Okay, pretty decent. Pretty decent. Give her a look. Um, other than that, though, I think that's that's about all that I've been watching. I've also been mourning the loss of several mega stars this week. Yeah, crazy. First, firstly, we were just talking about Razzlin a second uh-huh. ago. Big Van Vader. R.I.P. At Vader time. Vader hours are over. Vader hours are over, baby. It's too bad. It really is. He was uh, he was a monster. Yeah. Like that. That's what his his thing was. Mm-hmm. Was that he? I mean, his fir- the first time he came out, he was wearing some insane like. Shoulder pad mask, mask combo thing. that yeah. like uh, I remember that as a kid and being like, "What yeah. is happening?" And like, <laughs> "What's up with his head?" And then he's like, wearing a jock strap on yeah, his face. Yeah, he's wearing or like a weird like leather mesh thing yeah. on his face. I never understood. No, why that? It's not no. concealing an identity mm, whatsoever. Nope. It's also no, not you can protective. Tell what it looks like. In it any way, do anything. I never but it looks cool it. as shit. I mean, it's memorable at least. Yeah, and he um, he was one of those guys that was just like in the ring. His persona was fucking being a huge beast that you yeah. needed to get the hell away from. <laughs> like, he was great. And then uh, when he died, that made me start. Uh, I was listening to Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. Where Cold he, Stone Cream Austin. Uh huh. That's uh-huh. him. Where uh, he was talking about some stories with with Van Vader. Yeah. And uh, apparently, really lovely guy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold's podcast is awesome. By yes, the way. it is. That man, I'll tell you what, he's entertaining as shit. Yeah, he's smart dude uh-huh. too. He is. What did uh, what did Vader die of? Um, I didn't even see. I, I I I was gonna speculate, but then I remembered I did read, and I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to pretend. I know it was it was a natural related. Yeah, it was a natural cause. Yeah, because yeah. he was a big dude. He was a big old boy. Mm-hmm. And of course, we lost another big old boy, old Vinny Paul from Pantera. Also, that man, huge calves. Oh my God, yes. Speaking of monsters, yeah. his calves. He's a monster damn drummer, yeah. too. That guy could hit the skin. Yeah, he was fucking amazing. What a real bummer, man. Yes, I mean, obviously, sucks. you know, whenever whenever Dimebag Daryl died several years ago, that was just like <sighs> yeah. unbelievably fucked up. Yeah, that, that was uh, a tragedy and a shock. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now we've lost Vinny, so it's like we've lost half of half of one of the greatest metal bands of all time. Yeah. But you know what? One of the thoughts that actually one of my, my Facebook buddies, Matt, put up that's just so strange when you think about it. Can you believe that Phil Anselmo has outlived no. both Dime and Vinny? No. Phil Anselmo yeah. has outlived both. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. Yeah, it's crazy. But both of them outlived Whitney Houston. It's like, that's what the true. fuck? Phil Anselmo outlived Whitney Houston. I bet Bobby Brown never had to help Vinnie Paul pull a turd out. I, not that I imagine. So, anyway. that might have something to do with it. Nuts, dude. Yeah, crazy. it's crazy. Um, but, you know, definitely a huge loss. They still haven't revealed a, a cause of death yet. Uh, yeah, but... I mean, it's one of those things that's none of my fucking business. I didn't yeah. know as a guy, so, but yeah. as a human, you just kind of want yeah, yeah. You know. closure on those issues, yeah. I suppose. You basically just want to find out that it wasn't suicide, usually. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. You want to find out that this person you admired didn't kill himself. Yeah, that it was an accidental yeah. you know, or natural kind yeah. of thing. But that's a real bummer, man. Definitely a bummer to see. So, R.I.P. Yeah. Vinny, you were fucking awesome. Banging drums nowhere as we all cease to exist after death. <laughs> wish I had. A, wish I could do a Werner Herzog voice. <laughs> I imagine it. <laughs> <more reverse. laughs> 
Well, you know, today we're going to be talking about a movie where some characters, you know, get sucked into a movie that they're watching. This is insane Uh to the membrane. Exactly. Insane in the brain. But enough about Last Action Hero. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the (laughs) final girls Uh from 2015. Which 2010? This is the first time I ever watched this flick. Is that the first time you saw it too? No, no. I. Um, oh yeah, you watched it in preparation for all this. Yeah, shit. Uh, yeah. I watched it even before that because so many of the people in this are the comedy people, mm-hmm. and they're on podcasts that I listen to. So I heard them plugging it, oh, and really? I was like, first off, awesome to hear a horror movie plugged on a uh, podcast alike. Yeah, no doubt. So, checked it out as soon as it came out on uh, VOD back in the day, uh-huh. back in 2015. Uh, loved it. My wife and I both loved it. I'll tell you what, this movie makes me cry every time I watch it. I like the idea that 2015 is now back in the day. It is. It's being the day, man. <laughs> <laughs> was, remember those, Remember 200 years ago when Obama was president? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back in the middle of the 2010 era. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's back in the day. Yeah, it's the first time I watched it as well. And, you know, with it being titled The Final Girls, and this also being our final installment in our month of mm-hmm. Camp Slashers that yeah. we've been doing here on Dead and Lovely, which if you've not checked out the back episodes, be sure to yeah, check it out. Yeah, check those out. Did some burning, did some uh, some Friday 13th Part 3. Yeah. Uh, Good bit of that in here. Yeah, those, oh my uh, God. Friday the 13th and the burning homages. Absolutely pretty, covered. Pretty, uh, pretty heavy throughout here. And you know what? I would appreciate it if you went... And rate and reviewed our podcast on the hey, iTunes as well. I usually, that. I usually say this till the very end, but yeah, but I mean, it I was organic. Yeah, it was right. Really <laughs> flowed. Yeah, go, go uh, rate and review this thing on there. It really helps us out a ton. So, in honor of this being a movie all about the final girls, I mm-hmm. suggest that you and I get down to this the answer to this question that has just been burning in my uh-huh. mind ever since I knew you. Yeah. If we were final girls, which final girl would we be? Yeah. This is a question that we've uh, we've addressed before. We went to the wizards over at BuzzFeed, yeah. and I felt like they failed. They might have. I failed felt us. like their witchery was maybe in the ditch. For False me. prophecy. It was fake news. So what we're gonna go to then is a rival podcast, and I'm telling you what. Shh. By the time we're done with this quiz, they'll be quitting podcasting. I mean, look. Is, are you really... Do you have rivals when you're the champ? That's true. You don't really. No. I mean, you, you just... You have lessers. You sit on your throne, yeah. watch people beg for a, a title shot. <laughs> but the folks over at Nightmare on Film Street, who, by the way, I'll tell you what, uh, don't listen to their podcast, but oftentimes go to their website. Yeah. I don't listen to their podcast because I don't listen to horror movie podcasts, not because I've listened to it and disliked it. Um, but their website's great. They yeah. uh, they really they're on the ball over there. Dang, yeah, they doing do, stuff we don't do. Yeah, a lot of reviews and stuff, and in fact, a quiz hey, that we're about to take. It might be compensating. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Probably compensating. Art of diversion. Bring it on, Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna find this out here. It's a five question quiz, so it's kind of a shorty. Yeah, year. shorty but a goodie. Steve, what's your weakness? Is it bad taste in men? Mm. Is it frozen in fear? Mm-hmm. Are you naive? Oh, yeah, sure. Babysitting. Okay. Or is your weakness trapped? I guess being Like trapped. the band trapped. Oh, shit. Yeah. Headstrong, I'll take, take you, you on. Is, was that trapped? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I played a show opening for them. Oh, yeah? Two ago. Was it dope? They were terrible. I bet. It was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I don't have bad taste in men. 
because I got one sitting across hey, from me. Well, you know, I'm gonna say he's a winner. Yeah, an old flying Brian. He's great too. He's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't get frozen in fear either, and I'm certainly not naive. I uh, am good at babysitting, but I'll tell you what, don't want to do it. Yeah, that's a pass. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna say babysitting. I'm gonna go with. You know what? I might just be a little bit on that naive side. Probably because probably because I expect the best in people. Yeah. Maybe somebody could take advantage of me when it comes to that kind of thing. So I'm gonna go with a naivety. Okay. What do we got next here, Steve? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm having trouble loading. Tight, man. Man. I'll go Come ahead on and s- Nightmare on Film Street. Look Our at you. Fi- <laughs> yeah, Nightmare on Film Street. This is why you guys are not the champs. Uh-huh. I'll go ahead and start reading through these while you try to get your, your rig all booted up there. Yeah. Now, Steve, what's your biggest strength? Okay. Is it that you're resourceful? Gotcha. Is it that you're strong? <laughs> my strength is strength. <laughs> my strength is my strength. Uh-huh. Is it you're fast? Mm. Proficient with a weapon. I studied the blade. You don't say. Yeah, well, you were out dating women. Yeah. Yeah, having a good old time. (laughs) I studied the blade. Hide and go seek pro. Man, I wish. I always wished I was good at hide and go seek. I always thought. Yeah? uh, They'll never find me here. Yeah. Always find me. Hiding in the shower. Uh (laughs) They'll never find me. What about your killer instincts? Maybe that's your strength. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm pretty resourceful. Yeah, you're just yeah. gonna make it make do with whatever you got around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when I read this and I read Killer Instincts, I assume it means proficiency in the video game Killer, Killer Instincts. Instinct. Yeah. Yeah. I'll ultra combo your ass <laughs> any day. <laughs> I've got my linkers. I've got my jugglers. Oh shit! I got all the special moves and finishers. Goddamn! On top of the Killer Instinct game. Who you play as in a Killer Instinct? I original. never played it. No Killer doubt. Instinct really. I played the game. Obviously, but yeah. I just don't. I never played it like extensively. I don't know any of the names. Wow, I guess I thought that you were a man. Anyway, oh wow, moving on. <laughs> How do you prepare, Ben? Prepare for my horror night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, scream. I hide. <laughs> Coffee. Okay. Yeah. Research. Mm-hmm. Regroup. Okay. I I would say of these, if I knew that I was going into a situation confronting uh, a big time baddie. Yeah. I'm a fan of doing a research. Yeah, that's those are fun scenes. I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. I'm uh-huh. gonna Hermione the shit. I'm yeah. going in the library. I'm going on Wikipedia. Yeah. Mm. I'm reading all the news sources. I'm fact checking. Yeah, I'm going real, real deep. Library. And you're not doing that bullshit where you just do a web search. No, you're going to an actual library and pulling out that cool ass looking book. There's a spider just descended from the ceiling right on top of the box yeah. that your mic stand is on. Holy shit! This is your moment, and you didn't yeah. freeze in fear. I didn't. Yeah, you moved into action. Not, not where did it? Down. Where did it go? But can it come over to me? Because I don't want him oh, over you don't here. Want to? I don't. I don't want him here. <laughs> I can't. I, uh, I don't normally kill spiders. This I'm, is. Oh, there he is. I'll if, kill it for if, if he gets over here, this has became a snuff film uh, podcast <laughs> <laughs> or a crush porn podcast. Yeah, totally. Uh, Somebody. Oh, oh God. Why do people like that? Why are people that way at all? Again, I don't know. humans are awful. They really are. I wonder if there were <laughs> cavemen crush porn people. Oh, man. Like, like a caveman who was like, back. oh, can you just stomp on that moss? <laughs> just a, a mouse. More. Moss. A moss. They had accents. Stomp on that moss, Stomp please. the moss. Yeah, and then come into my cave. No, 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 not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> not that guy again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, research is awesome. I'm going to say I, th- I always think it's, it's helpful in the middle of a horror movie to regroup. 
Yeah. Get back together and be like, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah, here's the situation. Here's yep. what's going on. Yep. And so, but, okay, you got it. You got it. All right, what's next here? What was your mistake, Oh, ben? shit. My wrong place. Mistake. Wrong time. <sighs> Trusted the wrong person. Oh, damn it. Sins of the father. Mm, the father. <laughs> Walked into the lion's den. I mean, like right. Daniel. Daniel who? Oh. Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone. Yeah, gotcha. we all know the story of Daniel Boone walking, walking into the, the lion's den. den. Everybody mm-hmm. knows it. You know, I, if I'm going to go with my naivety as my weakness, I'm going to have to say it would be that I trusted the wrong person. Okay. I'm just going to keep it real with that. That seems yeah. like something that may happen. You know what? Um, I think wrong place, wrong time for me. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, I'll tell you what, because I have anxiety. I think every place is going to be the wrong place, wrong time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm always worried, like, show up and somebody's going to have a gun, probably. It's just going to happen. Yeah. You're always prepared for the worst. Yeah. Always prepared for the worst and never accepting of what's actually happening cool. because of the anxiety. It's Sounds fun. tight. It's a fun time. <laughs> All right. Last question that we have on here, Steve. Where do you go from here? Okay. Three choices. Uh-huh. Oddly structured here, guys. Only three answers for these. Uh-huh. College. Uh-huh. The sequel. Okay. Or anywhere but here. Okay. Now, um, if I'm if I'm a final girl, I want to come back for the sequel. Hell yeah. Yeah, I want to be there to be like, now you guys got to watch out. Yeah. Let me tell you what's going on. I'm not crazy. I'm in the hospital right now. Yeah. And he's on the way here. Etc. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. How about you? I'm going to college to get my knowledge. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That'll do it. That way, maybe I can see if I can't, you know, avoid repeating the same mistakes over uh-huh, and so on. Uh-huh. So I go to college to get my knowledge. Okay. Oh, damn. Look who I am. Who you is? I is Sydney Prescott from Scream 1996. Awesome. Most teenagers experience heartbreak for the first time. So did you. Mm-hmm. Ellipse. Ellipse. When you found out your boyfriend was a serial murderer. Spoilers. <gasps> Jesus. I hope you like horror movies because you're about to be in a lot of them. Do you like scary movies? I do. Mm-hmm. I'm a um, fan. Sydney Prescott also survived all the screams. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty cool. All right, I'll go with that. It's hard for that to happen with, with the final girl. And she's a she's a pretty brunette, that just is like true. me. That is true. You're both pretty brunettes. That's right. Uh, I'm Sarah Carter from The Descent. Okay, a really? A movie we've covered in the past. Yeah, rate really review on one. iTunes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it says here, come on this cave diving trip, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Not only has your group found themselves in an uncharted cave, but you also happen to have waltzed right into a vampire bat people gremlin-ness. Shit. I hope you brought more glow sticks. I probably did. Uh, wow. I was going to a rave yeah, anyway. Yeah, you're going to the rave anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Nightmare on Film Street, you just went down. Yeah, I think so. We just beat you. We beat your quiz. Now, at the end, I didn't read that part at the end, but it said... We submit. Yeah, well, mine said a winner is you. A winner is you. Uh-huh. Their screen said, you lose. What a pity. What a pity. <laughs> pro wrestling was so pro, fun. Pro wrestling was yes. the best wrestling game of all time. That is the greatest of all time. Yeah. The well, I mean, the real greatest is WrestleMania 2000 or WCW NWO Revenge. What about WWF Raw for PS1? Uh-huh. The first one where you, the Raw is War one where yeah. you could make your own characters and yeah. stuff? Yeah, oh, you could do that in WrestleMania 2000 and WCW NWO Revenge. Awesome. It was awesome. That's awesome. Pro wrestling was the bomb. Though. It was so cool. I used to, I used to always play the Amazon in that one. The yeah, guy. bite people's heads. Ow, ow, I played ow. Starman all the time. My brother played Starman. Mm. He, he he hit him with that star flip kick. Yeah, it was awesome. I'd bite his head. 
And then I'd play as the Amazon and beat him. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of head bites on that, yeah, brother. exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, Steve. Now, we are talking right, about... All right, Steve. That's what they'll say when I die. All right, Steve. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're talking about the final girls here. And like I said, this is the first time that I watched mm-hmm. uh, this flick is for the show. I watched it the other night while I was quite sleepy mm. i was quite sleepy quite tired yeah i was mm. and it was just a like 24 hour rental uh-huh so i wasn't able to go back and watch it again so there might be a few details you gotta fill uncle ben up well that's here. uh that'll be just fine i've seen this movie three times you're an expert in this fucking I, shit i really enjoy it and i'll tell you what it, my favorite meta horror movie is in the mouth of madness yes this one might be number two okay even yeah even above scream because Scream is meta in a way that I think is very subtle, mm-hmm. and this is meta in a way that I appreciate, which is insane. Meta. Yeah, like, like it's very last action hero. Yes, very crazy type of meta. Why don't you just give me a quick summary of the plot in case I okay. miss something? Here. Well, the simplest summary, I guess, is that uh, our main character Max, yes, her mother Amanda dies yes. in a car wreck at the beginning. R.I.P. Yeah, three years later, she's invited by Tommy Middleditch to. Uh, come to a showing of the this movie that her mom who was an actress was in um what was camp, it called camp, camp blood camp something yeah camp blood camp camp blood camp <laughs> <laughs> anyway um and so she goes there and a fire breaks out mm-hmm, and yeah. they escape by using a machete from a cosplayer mm-hmm. uh, and and ripping through the the screen, the of screen, the movie, yeah. and going in, and then they all sort of pass out and wake up in the movie. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they play out this movie, which is basically like Friday the Thirteenth or crop or uh, the Burning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, main character is a, a cropsy Jason Voorhees combo, right? Mask, um, masked machete killer, masked machete killer who was bullied and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, and and burned by a bunch of kids. Yeah. Um. And they have to figure out a way to get out, and the the thing that they come up with is they have to kill him. Yeah. The only way to do that is the final girl has to kill him. Right. And the final girl, of course, has to be a virgin, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the usual. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, some uh, both hilarious uh, and, uh, I guess, serious stuff goes on. Because Max... Is having this situation where, of course, the character that was played by her mom, mm-hmm. who in all senses of the word looks exactly like her and sounds like her, yeah. has the same personality, uh, but she is this character, so it's not her mom. So she's yeah. dealing with like the the missing her mom, right? And but trying... the thing is, is like it's not even her mom; it's yeah. her mom acting as a character. Yeah, yeah. And so she is. This whole time, there's this real sweet mother-daughter connection going on between this character and Max. And as they get closer and closer, Max slowly reveals to her that she, like, is her mother in the real world. Yeah. And that she's dead. Right. And it's uh, extremely, like, uh, honestly, very well done, well acted by Tysa Farmiga and Malin Ackerman. Yeah, they, they don't uh, like carry the movie. Yeah, and on the other side, you got some wacky hilarity going on with Adam Divine, Ali mm-hmm. Shawkat from uh, Arrested Development, and tons of other stuff. How do I know Thomas Adam Middleditch. Divine? I could never. He's place a workaholic. He's in a ton of stuff though. Like you, he's in a ton of comedies. Yeah. He was in. Uh, 
that singing thing with Anna Kendrick. I don't remember what that's called. Oh yeah, the uh, the singing thing with, with Anna, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was in the the third, fourth season of Arrested Development. Anyway, he's he's been in a bunch of stuff. I he's recognized impl- him a lot. I just couldn't. I yeah. could not place. I was like generic Jack Black is what uh, yeah. I had in my notes. Kind of like that, yeah. But he actually kind of won me over. Oh, it's yeah, like, he's funny. I like Adam Devine. Not like the guy in the fucking... Who's the guy that's also generic Jack Black that's in, like, Balls of Fury? Oh. Who is not endearing yeah, in any way? Mm-hmm. It was the opposite of that, where it's like, initially We're I saw this about guy... Kyle Gass, of course. Yeah. From Tenacious D. <laughs> but, like, this guy, I saw him in the movie, and I was like, oh, man, that's another wannabe Jack Black guy. Yeah, but, but then, no. actually, he's pretty good. He's very he's funny. He's funny. He's yeah. a good improviser, too. He and yeah. Thomas Middleditch, who's from Silicon Valley. He's and the, the like, nerd geek expert yeah, he's, on the Yeah, guy. he's our guy who sets up the rules. Yeah. But the cool thing about this is that the rules aren't fully defined, and they're uh-huh. not because like there's no rule in horror movies about what to do when you're sucked into a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's also cool too because like by having this character in the movie that's in the movie, yeah, if that makes sense, you know, he can do these expositional things in a way that's actually kind of natural. Yeah, that, that's always a big problem with a lot of horror movie plots and stuff like that. Yeah, the exposition's like, well, oh man, nobody would talk like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This badly forced exposition. But when Which, you got this guy who's an expert in the movie that they're in, yeah, yeah, he can say, oh yeah, this happens because of this, and this character does these things, uh-huh. and yada yada, and it actually works in a kind of organic way. Yeah. Uh, we also have Angela Trember, who is the girl who dances, short, uh, cute firecracker. Yeah. Um, she is also a comedian and and hilarious. The other people are more serious actors, but mm. also they they play well in it. Yeah. Um, you got a guy from Hunger Games, Nina Dobrev, uh, that uh, girl with the uh, uh, gorgeous lips. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what her name is. Yeah. Paula in the in the movie. Anyway, so um, they they eventually do get to the final girl kill and for that to happen the mom Mullen Ackerman uh, who isn't actually the mom but the character played by the mom right is uh, she sacrifices herself and then Tysa Farmiga has an amazing fight scene it's a very cool fight scene that fucking is awesome and, and kills her uh, kills him in really good like action movie style yeah definitely fight court uh, choreography so mm-hmm. and then we get a setup for a sequel yeah which is cool it is cool it's cool that they wake up in the sequel uh, of the Camp Blood movie yeah. that they were in. Yeah, it's awesome. I wish I could remember the name of the actual fucking movie. Bloody Camp or something like this. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. I'll have to put fucking Bill Gates Jr. Camp Blood on Bath that. is what it's Camp called. Blood Bath? Yeah. Okay. Just had to look at my notes. That's why I write stuff down here. Oh, that's why we yeah. do that. That's why we do those things. And along the way, the movie is just absolutely riddled with horror movie uh-huh. references. For yeah. me, like that was that was probably my favorite part of watching this. Yeah. It's kinda like kinda like whenever you watch like Wreck It Ralph and you're like, let's watch for all the hidden video game characters yeah. in this. Uh-huh. With this movie, it's like going into it, I knew right away they started making references to classic horror stuff. Outside of the the movie theater out on the marquee, you see the mm-hmm. the poster for Camp Bloodbath that mm-hmm. obviously looks like the burning. Yes it does. And I was like, oh shit, like these guys know their shit yeah and then on any of the sides there actually are a horror movie fright night is fright on night one is side on of it. there yeah. yeah um these dudes do know their shit and i'll tell you one guy yeah one of the writers knows his shit very well he Who played he homer in near dark the little boy vampire no shit yes sir joshua john miller what he was yeah. one of the writers on this mm-hmm. he and his partner uh, dude m.a fortin i think it's martin is his first name they're uh they're a couple i think they're married 
Uh, and then it's directed by Todd Strauss Schulson, who this is he done like short films yeah. and television. I think this is like his first big movie. Um and it's he did a great fucking job. Not yeah. only is this thing written extremely well, but mm-hmm. like it comes together so perfectly. Like so mm-hmm. well directed and you can tell like everybody is having a good time on the set, but also like you have your serious actors like Tysa Farmiga is fucking amazing in this. Like she's okay. she's amazing in everything. I was going to ask you what you thought about her and we know her from like uh American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. Yeah. And she, I guess she's she's been in a couple other Yeah, kind of and she's in the upcoming movie The Nun playing Oh the yeah, Nun. that's right. Mm-hmm. How do you think that looks by the way? It looked good to me. I liked the preview. Yeah. I liked The Conjuring too. I didn't think it was as good as the first, but it did set up not only the uh the nun character but also that weird like Jack Skellington looking character. Yeah. That... See, I haven't seen the second one yet. Oh, check it out. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, my thing with The Conjuring is I think it's just too greedy. It's like, is it a possessed mm. doll? Is that a haunted house? Is it a scary nun? Is it... Yeah, okay, yeah, the like, first one is kind of all over dude. the place. You can't have all of yeah, them. Yeah, they were trying to set up a, a franchise immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that was world building where they so just built the whole world. We get the movie. Annabelle movies yeah. from the doll. And, by the way, I don't like those movies. I've heard they yeah. look. Um, and then we're going to get that nun movie, which I think looks... Decent. I mean, yeah. it had a good preview. Yeah, I watched the preview, and I was and like, okay, this was passable. I like Tysa Farmiga a lot. I like Vera Farmiga, her older sister, who's in The Conjuring 1 and 2. So here's the thing, and it's one of those things that I feel totally bad about because it's no fault of hers. It's uh, no fault of the filmmakers. It's, as Led Zeppelin might say, nobody's fault but mine. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, Okay. I first saw her in that season of American Horror Story. Uh-huh. Where it was like the witch story and stuff. Okay, you didn't see the first season. Is that correct? No. Okay. I think I watched like half of it. I don't think I finished. It was oh. like the like oh. Haunted House or yeah, something. I love that one. The first season. So I was good. liking it. I don't know yeah. why I didn't finish it. But we watched the one with all the witches and stuff where she's yeah. like kind of the main yeah. witch character in it. And we watched the first couple episodes and I was like, man, why is it that every time I see... How do you say her first name? Taisa. Taisa. Mm-hmm. How come every time every time I see this Taisa girl on screen, like I get mad? Really? Seriously, it took me a few episodes to figure out. She reminds me so much of this fucking shithead little kid student that I had oh, years no. ago. Years ago. Uh huh. That was just such a know-it-all little brat i hated huh. this kid he was again just such a fucking is it her fa- how she looks yeah, she, okay she totally so looks it's not like, something she's doing no it's just huh. how she looks okay i mean she seriously straight up looks like she could be his sister like okay straight up it's it's weird and eerie that's crazy how similar that they look so and i, <laughs> I worked with this kid for like two years or something like mm-hmm. that so, you know, it was kind of like a long stream of annoyance. I love most he's of He's probably my listening students. right now, yeah. and he's thinking like, man, he's that, like, that poor kid he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those things that, you know, it, it sucks because I don't I don't want to like act like she's not a good actress, and she's very uh, cute, and yeah. she's, uh, she's good in this movie and everything. Yeah. I just... You my have own that personal experiences reaction, are tainted, yeah. yeah, where I'm just like, oh, this person looks annoying. I have the exact opposite with her because yeah. she looks like my friend Becky, yeah, who was my awesome. best man at my wedding and, and fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, she was. That's she right. Was. Yeah. She's great. Um, Becky is everybody's little sis. She really is. And that's how I feel about Tessa Farming. Yeah, I can I see it. I think she is gorgeous. Yeah, she is. But, like, uh, 
like I don't have that sexual attraction to her because yeah, yeah, she yeah. looks like Becky. Oh, so I'm just like, oh, little sister. Yeah, like, little sis. Uh huh. Uh, though the exact opposite for her older sister, Vera Farmiga, who I want to scold me for not eating my peas <laughs> and send me to bed early. She's hot. And what is she in? She's in The Conjuring. Okay. Uh, she's the main chick in The Conjuring. She's in, I gotta look this up. Um, she's also in Being Gorgeous. Yeah. She's a gorgeous she's woman. A pro she's also in that. Bates Motel. She plays uh, Norman. Uh, she plays the mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. Miss Bates. Miss Bates, yeah. Run on. Mm. So, do you think she, that uh, Taisa did a good job in this flick? I think it? she did great. Yeah. I think she is amazing. She's a she's a real good crier. Yeah, <laughs> she, definitely. It looks very genuine. Oh yeah, that is yeah. See, yeah, she's uh, gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Her older mm-hmm. sister Vera is a pretty lady. Yeah. Um, and Malin Ackerman is is really great in this. You might know her from The Watchmen. Oh yeah. yeah. You might know her from Children's Hospital. I forgot that she was in Watchmen. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew that she looked familiar and I could not place yeah. her. Silk Spectre? Is that who she played? I, I can't know. remember. Yeah. It's been so long since I watched that. Mm. Yeah, it's not a good movie. She, was she the one with the floppy blue dong? Yeah, yeah. That was her. That was her. Uh-huh. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a very good movie and it was no. disappointing because I, I loved the Watchmen. I'll tell you what, man. If you want to know how, how much of an impact soundtrack makes on a movie. Yeah. You know... It gets to that part in Watchmen where, like, there's that that like really romantic like love scene between two of the characters, mm-hmm. it's like the moth guy and somebody, mm-hmm. and then they start playing the original Leonard Cohen version of Hallelujah. Yeah, where it's, that did not. I heard there yeah. was a sacred chord. Yeah, and it just sounds real fucking creepy. Yeah, the whole like literally the whole theater started laughing. Yeah. It's like, dude, play anybody else's uh, version of that fucking song. Suicide Squad was like that. Oh my god! Where like the soundtrack was so the soundtrack was and it didn't fit most of the time. No. It was always like, why are they playing this right now? Oh man, so bad. Um, yeah, so a lot of great performances in yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. Well written, well directed. I think there's too many characters. There's a lot of characters, but they all die pretty quick. They do. Yeah. Although. I do think the order of the deaths could have been a little different. They killed our comic relief, our Rosencrantz and yeah, Guildenstern. Yeah, they did early. killed comic relief really quick. But I think they wanted to focus on the the sweet mother daughter story. They wanted yeah, that to be the focus. I can understand that. I can understand that. Um, yeah, it was. I guess the only comic relief after that is Angela Trember, who then dies after her awesome manic Adderall fueled dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was really funny. That yeah, was uh, to uh, cherry pie, weren't cherry yeah. pie? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> and I like too that you know they they had her like all wrapped up with like oven mm-hmm. mitts and like a swimming yeah. uh, life vest oh, taped God. on her and stuff. It's funny. She has one of the funniest lines in the movie, uh, which is they're talking about how in the movie, the original movie, she gets killed after she flashes her boobs at the slumber party. Yeah, and she they've already wrapped her up to make sure she doesn't do that. Um, and she says, why does he hate my boobs? Is yeah. it because they're not that big? <laughs> it was a really cute it's line. Tight. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some of the other references. Like this movie, what I like about this movie is that the references are things you just have to know. They're not calling shit out. No, which not, is not at all. Something you get in, say, Hatchet. For oh, sure. Yeah. Like they in the second one, the guy who plays Leslie Vernon in The Rise of Leslie Vernon mm-hmm. starts talking about the rise of Leslie Vernon. And it's like right. 
Yeah. Okay, we got it. Yeah, yeah. Could he yeah. be holding a poster as well? Like, <laughs> do you want to put a link on him that we can click on to go watch the rise yeah. of Leslie Vernon? And I, I like this because you know uh, while you're talking about meta horror movies and stuff like that, yeah, we we obviously can't not mention Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, we can't not Cabin mention in the Woods. That. One of the greatest of all time for sure. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Also, horror comedy, really. Yeah, horror comedy. Yes. And that movie, that movie is also riddled with references. Uh-huh. Although I think a lot of them are a little bit more let's say you know mainstream yeah then a lot of the this stuff one in has this some deep it's cuts. got some deep cuts uh, dude it, it quotes directly from pieces it quotes a movie, pieces a movie we watched just a few weeks ago and that is a deep cut it, a nobody Spanish has seen that kind of giallo slasher yeah from the 80s yeah like i don't know anybody personally yeah. that has seen that fucking movie so as soon as the movie starts and it's got the final girls it's totally in the thing font mm-hmm like just like the thing yeah. where it looks like it's kind of burning through the yeah. screen and stuff. It's awesome. It's very, very cool. Like I mentioned, there's the burning-esque uh-huh. poster Yeah. outside of the theater and stuff, which is really cool. Tons of homages to the Friday 13th soundtrack. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it starts it's with that. It's on the that. nose. It's right it there. It starts with that. It's so... Like, this movie likes... Because this movie is so fucking meta. Yeah, yeah. It starts with a preview for the movie that they're going to end up in. Right. Like before anything, our cold open is a preview of the Camp Bloodbath. Yeah, and then it ends with a blooper reel, which we've never had happen in Not any movie podcast, we've covered, no. and I can't think of another horror movie that does it. I don't really think so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That is that is kind of interesting how it starts off with the trailer for the movie that's in the movie. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then you know, even the way that they go to the movie theater and the events in the movie start playing out in real life mm-hmm. and stuff reminds me a lot of demons have you ever seen yes. demons yeah uh-huh. okay yeah it's, what, demons. I mean, it's italian maybe? yeah it's uh 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 lumberto baba i believe i think and so it's, goblin it's goblin produced, did the soundtrack yeah produced by dario argento starring Correct. asia argento yeah that's right that's uh-huh. right uh-huh. it kind of reminded me of that where these people go into this movie theater and sinister stuff starts happening mm-hmm. and, he, and even what causes the the fire in the theater is straight out of final destination mm-hmm where you got this it guy really drinking is. the vodka. Yeah, they even shoot it. it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah they uh-huh. shoot it like a Final Destination death, which uh, you don't see a lot of homages to Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. I thought that that was really, really, really cool how they did it that way that made it look, again, even the way it was filmed, yeah. was exactly like Final A lot Final of real great camera work in this, too, that reminds me of Final Destination, I think. A lot of the camera work in this reminded me very much of Sam Raimi moves. Oh yeah! Like especially so much. when the spinning they, shots yeah, the and booby stuff. trap where they just like it spins all around yeah. the room, like just zooming to different things and stuff. Perfect. Yeah, very much Evil Dead. It, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it's just like those weird shots in Evil Dead where the cameras mm. like going through the rafters and uh-huh. shit, following them, and mm. it's like a lot of it is very Sam Raimi. Yeah, which is cool. Like initially while I was watching it, I was kind of like man, these camera shots are silly. Like, are they yeah. just doing this just to do it? And then I was yeah. like, oh, wait, yeah, this is exactly like shit yeah. in Evil Dead. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So the the uh, the pieces reference you were talking about uh-huh. is a girl says directly, nothing's, uh, what does she say? Nothing's she's, better than getting says, stoned uh, in and fucking on a waterbed. She says there's nothing better than getting stoned and fucking on a waterbed. Yeah. In this, she says, Tina says the best feeling in the world is getting stoned and doing it on a waterbed. Okay, so, so a it's a direct down. reference. I mean, they didn't quote it, but it, that is obviously referencing that line. I mean, it, absolutely. Yeah. And it's so, again, it's cool, and it's I definitely have a soft spot for them just putting that in. Yeah. One out of every fucking hundred people. Oh yeah, maybe 
yeah, is going to get that. That is one that's like, it's a, a real 10 percenter, maybe one percenter. I'll where. tell you another one too, man, is the fact that, okay, and maybe this is me just really reaching on this. Somebody in the movie says, where's the beef? Yeah. I assume that this is a reference to the fact that the where's the beef lady is in the stuff, and she says, where's the stuff? So they put one of these girls in here saying, where's the beef? I think it might be. It might be or a reach. it might just be a reference to where's the beef. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like, but uh... It, it might be. It yeah. could be, maybe. I assume they, they named the character Tina because of Elm Street. Yeah, Tina. also, um, uh, the mom is named both Nancy and Amanda. She's yeah. She's Nancy in the, the movie and Amanda in her life. So that's Amanda Kruger and Nancy from Friday. It has from to be. Um, yeah, I would assume that. I'm so assume so. Tons of Jason references throughout. Yeah. Obviously, our killer has a mask and uses mm-hmm. a machete and doesn't speak yeah. and stuff. The, the soundtrack, obviously, is very yeah, Jason-y. The, there's a little ki-ki-ki, ha-ha-ha. Yeah. yeah. We got that scene in there, too, where he's like making his mask, and it's very much like the opening of Elm Street 1, yeah. where Freddy's making his glove. Where he's making his glove, yeah. The way that... Uh, the killer, of course, is Billy. The way that Billy um, is kind of hideously maimed yeah. in a prank is straight out of the burning. Yeah. These guys are picking on him. They threw uh-huh. a firecracker in the outhouse and it like mm-hmm. burnt him and stuff. I would say the bullying might even be a reference to Sleepaway Camp. Because yeah, the be. bullying obviously wasn't part of the burning because yeah. he was the bully in the burning. Right. Propsy yeah, yeah. was the bully. So the bullying might be a reference to Angela being bullied in, in Sleepaway Camp. I, I think, honestly, I mean, one, we know Joshua John Miller has uh, horror roots because he was Homer, the goddamn kid vampire. Fucking Homer. I and, can't believe hey, that. Hey, check so out cool. our Near Dark episode. Oh, shit. You can't. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. The yet. legendary loss. Man, we lost that thing. And I bet you it was, uh, I bet you it wasn't great. I don't know. I remember having some fun stuff. Well, I had fun. But maybe it's just because it was our first time. It was our first time. Popping mm-hmm. that podcast, Cherry. Like a virgin. Feels like the first time. Uh. Feels like the very first time. <laughs> There's a, um, there's a part in here where some campers are singing Michael Row Your Boat Ashore, which uh-huh. is definitely a Friday the 13th reference because they're yes. playing guitar and singing uh-huh. that in that intro. You remember? Yeah, I do. Which is cool. I like that um, Billy gets impaled on some antlers, all the uh-huh. Lost Boys. Yeah. Straight out of Lost Straight Boys. Straight out of Lost Boys. Uh-huh. Wall of Antlers. I'm trying to think of some other, some other little things like that that I saw in this movie that's like, oh, man, it totally reminded me of it. Billy and the Burn Ward was, again, the burning straight mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I don't know. Was there any other references in here that you caught that really stood out to you? I think we caught like, uh, a ton of them, but like, I bet if uh, you watched through just looking specifically for references, there's probably one at least every scene. And yeah. they do it especially so well. Especially at the front of the movie. Yeah, especially at the front of the movie. And they do it so well that it doesn't... Um, if you didn't know all those movies, you you wouldn't be catching. Yeah, because it's not like in your face about it. It's not like, and here's another reference to a horror movie. Like yeah, a, a lot of attempts at meta horror do. Definitely, um, definitely so. I really, I think that there there's something masterful about this movie. I do think it is done in a way that I just wouldn't have expected hmm. from. I mean, the director. Um, I don't. I don't. Never seen his short films, but no. just looking at the titles, they didn't seem to be horror movies. Yeah, and Hamburger then, the movie, Hot Dog the yeah. picture. <laughs> <laughs> and the writers, they write a show now. Uh, it's on. I don't know what it is. Maybe Lifetime or something. It's okay. called like Southern Charm or something. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, and it doesn't seem to be in the least bit related to horror. So like, just some people who appreciate horror but aren't 
this it's not their only interest in yeah. filmmaking. It came together to make this really well done meta horror movie that gets meta in a way that's similar to Last Action Hero, similar to I wrote down some other movies. Stay tuned. Have you ever seen that? Okay, I know what you're talking about. I never seen it, but okay, I know Stay about tuned it. Yeah. is a John Ritter movie where basically the devil sells him. Uh, a box that gets him 666 channels and when he uses it he and his wife get transported into the tv okay cool uh pleasantville oh yeah yeah definitely Uh definitely it's similar to scream in some Mm -hmm. ways in some ways but it reminds me almost i mean i've already said this it reminds me the most in its meta elements of in the mouth of madness Mm -hmm. because it it really flips on all those switches in my head Mm -hmm. of like really finding the parts of uh the meta parts of horror that others haven't mined okay yeah that haven't yeah, gotten I into can see that. Yeah. so we get things like the title and the uh credits of the movie that they get sucked into yeah exist within the world they're physical objects yeah. in the world there's a word for that when like stuff that is a audio or film effect and the characters in the movie can see slash hear yeah. it there's a word for that and it's yeah. i can't remember what it is but that happens in crank which right by the way, awesome love yeah crank. <laughs> dude what a crazy <laughs> that happens movie in crank that where the guy speaks and he has subtitles yeah and like they they exist they're like in the elevator with them that's cool which is way cool but yeah i mean we haven't seen that in a meta horror movie um we also get that um the space of the movie yeah that's an interesting thing yeah it is it you can't go beyond it it's there's nothing like beyond it so in running a video a, game with a small map yeah 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 so you try to run away and you just come right back to where you are because there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Like, but there's no like edge to it. Right. Which I like. I like that they did it. So it's like they don't hit a glass wall. Yeah, they don't saying. hit a glass wall. So like the the camp and the woods around the camp, that that is that whole world, the mm-hmm. whole world of this horror movie. But at the same time, I like that our, you know, real people mm-hmm. that go into the movie. Yeah. With the fake people, uh-huh. it's like. It's never like they reach a point with the fake people where the fake people are like, "What the fuck? We're in a movie. We're not real. Reality isn't real." Yeah, like they, it never well, they really do gets have there. that conversation, but it doesn't because that they are characters. It's yeah. obvious it doesn't hit them exactly. Fully. Yeah, they're like they're the guy's like, "So you're yeah. saying I'm not real?" And and they're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Is New Wave real?" Yeah, and, and she's like, "Just yeah. kind of moves on." And he's like, "But well, I'm not." And she's like, "Well, you are real in the movie." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, like, fine with it." Because the character like. That's the thing that's interesting to me. It's almost like the characters like NPCs in a video game. Yeah. Where they have a certain latitude of things that they can do. Yeah. But like, say for instance, when they go to start telling the flashback story of of what happened to Billy, they all just sort of mindlessly walk into place. Yeah. Like you would in a a cut scene in in a video game. It's like they only have as much uh, freedom as they were written. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we we get... uh, uh, Adam Devine's character saying, "Why don't you go suck a turd?" <laughs> and Thomas Middleditch is like, "The writing in this is terrible." Yeah, but that wasn't in the original movie that he said, "Go suck a turd." I assume, like he didn't right. know what to expect. Yeah, but he knew true. it was going to be bad because yeah. the writing in the movie is terrible. So there that is does some get interestingly meta yeah. when you get down. Yeah, to like so that, there yeah. is some latitude for the characters, but again, they're they're very limited, and which is strange that uh, the mom character does start to almost come out of her character and become mm-hmm. 
the mall. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's real interesting. I really like that. I like that element, too, where, like, if something in the movie is supposed to happen and they don't do it, they have to, like, wait 92 minutes yeah. for, like, that car to roll back. Yeah, that it's happens. It's, like, the runtime of the movie. Yeah, that happens at the very beginning where yeah. the car comes by, which is the opening of that movie. Yeah. And then they're kind of confused and it goes away and they're just sitting there. 92 minutes later, the car comes by again. So that means in this world, not only... Is it like limited to that particular space? It's limited to a 92 minute frame reference of time. Yeah, it's like a time loop. Uh huh. Like Groundhog's Day. Cra- yes, exactly. Like yeah. Groundhog Day. Like, again, a fucking perfect. Uh, like, they just recently, Happy Death Day, I guess, mm, just yeah. stole straight from Groundhog Day. But this was referencing that sort of meta element right. two years before. So, um, I, re- I really think this is a great movie. I think what's interesting about this is it's a horror movie, but it's not. It's not scary. Yeah. No, huh? No, I mean, I don't think it's intended to be. No, I don't think so. It's suppo- it's intended to be set in a horror movie. Same way and Tucker and Dale versus Evil is. Yeah, exactly. Isn't. Tucker and Dale versus Evil is a comedy it's of a, errors, it's, basically. It's <laughs> a movie for fans of horror. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's uh, that's exactly what this is. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, this, uh, exactly. For people who know horror. Yeah. Um, and appreciate a well-done story because this in the end is a really sweet heart-wrenching tale of a girl dealing with the death of her mom yeah yeah so like now uh, you were explaining to me earlier you think the meta element of this goes way it goes okay so here's my theory about how deep the meta element goes okay i think that the movie camp bloodbath is the movie the final girls and that there is no separate movie so you're saying the final girls is not the movie camp yeah. bloodbath is the movie yeah that this we movie watched. the final girls that we watched is camp bloodbath i'll tell you why here's the one i think the one element that uh, really set me on it is that the girl paula who is said to be the final girl from the original movie yeah she's, she's a, not a she's, she's a, the dark-haired girl dark-haired girl who Pulls in a Trans Am wearing a leather jacket, smoking a cigarette. Already a badass. Yeah. Already a badass. That's yeah. not a. That's not a final girl. Like a Laurie Strode or yeah, a Nancy exactly. Or yeah, people who are like are put into the situation, um, from the Jersey Shore. Yeah, uh, they're put into the situation and then they they show their badassery. They become that badass that they weren't before. Yeah. Not that it wasn't inside them. It's just they'd never been tested. I'm going to crack open this Yang Lang. A little right Yang here. Lang. A little Yang Lang beer. America's oldest brewery. Um, So Paula is introduced as the final girl. Of Camp but, Bloodbath. Of Camp Bloodbath. But she's not a final girl. She's not any of those Doesn't things. Doesn't fit that archetype is what no. you're saying. So it's what, true. What I'm saying then is that... Max was always the final girl. Max was always the final girl huh. of this movie. The Camp Bloodbath itself... Uh, doesn't exist outside of the final girls. It, it's not a separate thing. It is within the final girls. Actually, from the beginning, the yeah. preview of Camp Bloodbath to the end. Kind of like Mouth of Madness is, in Mouth of Madness. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Mouth of Madness, where the movie that you're watching is the movie that's being made about the book that you think is being written. God, I love that movie in so Mouth of much. Madness. is so fucking amazing. Listen to our back episode, then rate and review on iTunes. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> that one's a real good one. But I think like there is 
because the other thing that that really gets me going there is that the mom begins to come. She begins to become the mom. Yeah. Which means that the the um, separation between the movie and the outside world uh-huh. dissolves. That's towards true. the end. Yeah. And it absolutely does dissolve as they all wake up in a hospital. Um, being you know after they've quote died after they've the movie, died, yeah. but they wake up in the hospital healed. But now they're in the sequel to that movie. Yeah. So, like, it all blends into one thing. And so, to me, they never were separate. They were always the same thing. There never was an outside hmm. world. That's it was a cool, always that's that. That's a cool idea. Yeah. That's definitely a cool idea. I do like that. I do like You can mm-hmm. look at it that way for mm-hmm. sure. I have uh, <laughs> This is separate thing. Tell me. But just because Paula pulls in and uh, lights a cigarette. We've done a lot of 80s camp slashers mm-hmm. uh we've done a lot of just 80s slashers people don't smoke that much in 80s movies in slashers not much like yeah there's a, definitely a lot of other 80s movies outside of horror that people are just sla- uh, smoking on stop but yeah. yeah considering most 80s horror flicks are like teenagers and yeah. stuff it's yeah, there's not really a lot of smoking actually yeah you mention it I so it's about that. real weird to me that the supposed final girl pulls in and lights a cigarette now, let's talk about another thing about this that does make it intrinsically different from the type of movie that it's trying to, to ape, the, the classic uh-huh. 80s slasher. Yeah. And honestly, man, like, I would say that this is one of my biggest complaints about about this movie, just uh-huh. in general, is that it has a PG-13 rating. Yeah. So, obviously, the people that made this love and care about classic horror flicks very much mm. and are very well educated in slashers and yeah. 80s, 80s uh, horror flicks and stuff in general. And, of course, a staple of all those movies is great, brutal kills, mm-hmm. horrific gore, boobs, and all yeah. this stuff. I think the most brutal thing you see... In, I mean, there are some brutal things, but they don't look as gory no. and brutal as they would you would expect in a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. And because this movie, and it's kind of curious too, this movie went for a PG-13 rating even though it was going straight to VOD. Yeah. Like, so why even? Y- yeah. It's like... Just go all out. Yeah. If you're not worried about, well, if we make mm. it R, it's not going to pack asses into seats and theaters. Yeah. Well, who cares? It's VOD. Just go all out and make it look like an 80s slasher flick where there's yeah. great practical Tom Savini mm. style effects and deaths yeah. and gore and fucking heads getting smashed mm-hmm. and blood and guts. That's like probably my biggest complaint about this movie is that they, they aped so many of the other classic 80s horror tropes Yeah, but then actually kind of managed to miss out on mm. probably the most important thing about 80s yeah. slasher flicks. I can think of two reasons. My, my first reason that I think is probably the most likely okay. is that everybody in this movie is an established actor and they didn't want to sit around covered in fake blood for hours to get oh, shots. Come on. But I think possibly, just like I said with them killing off the comic relief early, yeah. I think it is to not distract from the core story that they really want you to pay attention to, which yeah. is the mother-daughter relationship. I guess so. But yeah, I would have liked it better. I would have liked. I mean, that uh, Adam Devine's death is pretty fucking brutal. Which one is he? He Adam Devine. He, uh, which the, one is his death? The, I mean. uh, he's the one who gets he gets thrown out the car window and gets sort of scorpioned. Oh yeah, yeah okay. He gets just like you know, crumpled up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That was a cool death. Uh, and then Angela Trember, uh 
whatever the the dancer girl name was yeah, in the, the movie. Yeah, the ditzy girl. Her head gets uh, crushed on a bear trap. That's pretty. But cool. it's it's not like it's real shown. quick. And it's not really shown. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think that just some good, great practical blood and guts. Mm-hmm. And you know they even talk about corn syrup blood and stuff like yeah. this in the movie. It's like they were so close mm-hmm. to getting all that right. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems superfluous, but considering it's such a tribute to some of my favorite horror movies ever, yeah, I just wish they would have gone that extra Man, step. This is where, if we could get a, a, if we could combo Hatchet and the Final Girls, yeah, take right, the kills from Hatchet and toss them in there, yeah, boy, you got your movie. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Or even like you know Friday Thirteenth Four, yeah, or anything like that. Just that element of blood and guts mm-hmm. just in this out. all going all out yeah that would have heads been, off that would have been great with me mm-hmm. so yeah overall i just i guess i would say that i wish that it was rated r uh, yeah what do yeah. you think about billy as a as our slasher villain um i think that they use the mask to make him less scary i it's like he's a not tiki re- mask it's like a tiki mask yeah. i think again i think that they wanted to keep the focus on the main story while having the fun of the horror elements. So he's yeah. not that scary. No. But um, that final fight, he's so much bigger than Tyson Farmiga oh, yeah. that it, it looks imposing. So well, he does he does have some elements that are like, yeah, that's, he's got that real Jason vibe to him. Yeah. But he's just not as, as scary. But it doesn't really matter that much. Because no. like, this movie isn't really about a a villain or a monster. It's no. about the meta elements. Yes, stuff, it for is. Sure. Now that last fight you were just talking about. Yeah. Whenever she walks out of that church to confront Billy, mm-hmm. it, it looks like round one fight. fight. It looks like a mortal Kombat <laughs> background. Like there's like 2d looking huge. It's 2d looking. And there's this huge, like purple, purple cloud, cloud in the back and yeah. lightning and shit. Yeah. And it's the fight choreography is awesome. It's cool. Real good fight. Just real quick. Mm-hmm. Like probably three big points in there. Yeah. The, you know, him, uh, sort of catching her and throwing her and, uh, her ducking that knife. Yeah. And yeah. Her chopping off his Lock leg and then out, chopping off yeah. his head. Yeah. Um, um, I do, you know what? And again, this is me being critical, though. Mm-hmm. I do think that her coming out of that church and suddenly being a badass and being like, you, mm-hmm. you messed up the wrong virgin. It's yeah. like yeah. really you unconvincing. With the wrong fucked with the wrong yeah. virgin. Yeah. I thought that was pretty unconvincing. So, because yeah. again, she's just a little sis. Yeah. She should have just come out like just fucking stormed out there yeah. like a badass and not said anything. And to me, she kind of gets a little bit of that. You know, it, it's it's all that I can ever relate it to is it's Kira Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean, where suddenly she's a badass, I yeah. guess. Well, she always wanted to be. But that, uh, of course, in this case, it is weird because she never wanted to be a badass. She, always, she yeah. just wanted to, she wanted her mom back. Yeah, when people with no weapons training suddenly become adept fighters, yeah. I'm always like, ah, oh, come on. Well, but the, I think they, because just, I didn't catch this until watching it before I came okay. here. I think they set up that the final girl gets like the special power to kill him. It's like, okay, whoever is the final girl, as long as she's a virgin, she gains the power to kill him. So like, okay. So it's like a level up. Yeah. She leveled up. Yeah. <laughs> she picked, she picked that on her, uh, on her level on up her perks. On her perks. Yeah. <laughs> Bad right. Okay. Well, you know what? Now that you explain it that way, I'll kind of I'll I'll kind of take that because yeah. it, she is in a horror movie. Yeah, she's in a movie. Mu- yeah. Movie magic mm-hmm. principles apply. So yeah. yeah, so she could suddenly get to be but badass. It is, you're correct. 
not very convincing because I see her and I'm like, Becky. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> Becky mean, would say that. Becky's a badass, but yeah. uh, I don't see her macheteing anybody. What do you think about the aesthetic of the movie? The look, the lighting and all that? Man, it's real pretty. It looks real nice. Yeah, it especially does. when they're in the woods. I, I like that when they're in the woods, there are all those flowers, which like add to the movie element because you're like, Okay, I can go in the woods right now. Yeah. And there are some wildflowers, but though that was that like no. a garden of yeah, yeah, planted yeah. beautiful flowers. Reminds you you're in a movie. It reminds you in yeah. a movie. And they constantly are doing that, That's reminding cool. you you're in a movie. But it also looked great. It's yeah. well shot, well like uh well lit, everything's nice. Really enjoy it. And the camera work again, as we talked about, that um Evil Dead style yeah. zooming around the room type of stuff really cool i wouldn't have hated it if when they were in the movie if it looked like an, an 80s, 80s slasher yeah i wouldn't have hated that mm. it maybe would have gotten old considering how much of the movie takes place i mean 80 yeah. 85 90 percent of the movie yeah. takes place in the mm. movie camp bloodbath and to do that you then have to shoot on film yeah. or you have to do that stupid 80s filter, filter that looks like shit dude what is with that mm. what is with that people just thinking it. if you put the same crackling on loop hair on the screen burn yeah. in the film thing that repeats yeah. every like 13 seconds so yeah. nobody's gonna notice it yeah that's not uh, that is also isn't even what that 80s uh quality film looked like no you didn't normally see crackles in the film you'd see streaks or it would like get slightly dark suddenly and yeah. like and it also had that grainy sort of texture etc but you only get that with film. I mean, maybe there's somebody out there right now working on a filter that would make it look right. Yeah, that'd be you great. Go for it. Yeah, please do that'd it. That'd be wonderful. But um, you have to do film then, and if you're doing film, it's it's more expensive. So yeah, definitely. They're probably trying to keep the budget low. But yeah, you're right. It would have been cooler if it looked like an '80s slasher. Yeah. Mm. What do you think about the comedy elements of the movie? It's funny. Thomas Middle is just hilarious. Adam Devine's hilarious. Um, and. You know, we, we get the evidence of improv going on on the set when we see the bloopers at the end. Yeah, which is interesting. You were talking about that earlier, and it's it's interesting to see that kind of improv in a, in a meta-type movie. A meta-horror movie, you have to keep tight because Very what, you're, tightly, what yeah. you're doing, it, like even the sm smallest joke can make everything sort of collapse. So that you have to make sure that the jokes don't get into Too the meta. Big. Yeah. You don't get your jokes into the meta or the meta into the jokes. Mm -hmm. The jokes uh, in this are just jokes. Yeah. They're not about being in a horror movie. Mm -hmm. They're particularly just jokes. Like, you know, Adam Devine saying, why don't you go suck a turd? Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> don't you love hooters? Just hooting. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, that yeah. type of stuff. Like, and a lot of them play on horror tropes. They play on horror tropes well, yeah. without mentioning again that this is a meta thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you have to be real careful with that. But like, yeah, you you watch the... <laughs> I particularly like the blooper where Thomas Middleditch said, you know, I always wanted to grow up to be a final girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, that. that's a line that they could have kept in, but they, again, they cut it out because it would have, it would have cut into the meta. Right. Um. So yeah, like the... The improv would be real hard to to stop, though, if you're hiring Thomas Middleditch, uh, who is, that is where he comes from. His entire background is improv. Adam Devine's background is improv. Like, mm. these guys, if you're going to bring them on set, you're expecting that, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, I'm sure there was a discussion between the director, et cetera, where he was like, okay, well, if you're going to improv, like, focus on these things, try to stay away from these things. Right. Well, I mean, there's also that... Uh, <laughs> 
there's that one blooper where they're it's Adam Devine talking to Thomas Middleditch, and he do, he they start talking about Michael Jackson and he does the Michael Jackson. Oh dance yeah, yeah. And makes Thomas Middleditch break like that's. They probably had a lot of fun on the set of this. Yeah, but that that was that was perfect. <laughs> like that was a perfect <laughs> sort of moment that again had to be cut out because it references the time period. Mm-hmm. It takes you out of the meta. It takes right. you out of that. So, right, right, right. And I like too how they played it up that the characters. The, the Camp Bloodbath characters are in an 80s movie, so their scope of knowledge of technology and stuff is limited to yeah. the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so they, they have cell phones. But yeah. they're not useful because that world doesn't have cell phones at all. Yeah, and they don't understand how that would work and, yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it works perfectly. I think... Um, and also, too, even just the, the 80s dialogue versus modern dialogue. Yeah. The way they talk and stuff is different. That was and, fun. Also, Adam Devine mentions how their their hair is so flat. Yeah, <laughs> and he t- also makes fun of their clothes. Yeah, what, what's wrong with your clothes? Are you poor people? Are, are you poor? <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I like that. But uh, man, the the thing that I think is real different about this meta, yeah, that um, I don't know, like. When you start talking about, say, um, the film existing in a particular, just small area, and, mm-hmm. and that's the entire world of it, um, and at, at a certain point, Thomas Middleditch is talking about, um, he says, our duty is not to disrupt, but to observe. Yeah. And this is when they're they first sort of recognize that you know, uh, they go out into the woods looking for the keys that Adam Devine threw in there, and the the killer comes in and he's going to kill that that one girl. Oh yeah. They yeah. realize that these people are going to get killed, and and they're saying like, I don't want to watch someone get killed. Like, the element of being in a horror movie and the death being real to you. Mm. Because yeah. like even then after that after that girl gets killed he's like you know think about it like these people are walking around with like corn syrup in their veins and he tastes it and it's real blood yeah and it becomes real stakes get raised yeah. stakes get raised everything becomes realer there yeah. uh, and sort of the meta element it takes a sort of backseat to the real world possibility of dying mm-hmm. now they don't know what dying means in this world yeah. Uh, and apparently it means nothing because then they're all sort of healed in the hospital later. Though they, you know, he he shows the scar from where the machete hit him, so there was some real world consequence. Sure. So, I like that the meta is also um, it also allows for real world consequence, mm-hmm. and everything's not just uh, shoved into its own asshole. It's not just like, oh, it doesn't matter. Happen in the movie. Yeah. 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 Cause that would be very easy for this just to become, well, who cares? Who cares if you died? You just, it's fine. And I, I think that this movie says something about, uh, how we, how we perceive things and how our perception changes the thing we perceive. Okay. Yeah. So they are inside the movie and now perceiving it from inside they begin to change what's happening within it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think um, that's just sort of a philosophical point to this movie is that everything, we make everything our own just by observing it. Right. Yeah. 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 So like, um, 
you and your can perception get, of it kind of defines it. Your perception yeah. of things define those things. So you are in it. Mm-hmm. You are, you are in the movie that you watch because hmm. you're creating your entire knowledge of the, the the movie by perceiving it through all of your lenses and filters in your head. Yeah, yeah. So like, huh? We yeah. are all within the movie. Yeah. Anytime we watch a movie. I can, yeah, and I mean, that even goes back to why, like, I, I have a problem with it just because that one character reminds me of that kid that yeah. I know that I don't like. Exactly. Yeah. So crazy that our perceptions, past uh, events, people we've known, etc., they change the way that we see yeah. a movie. Entirely fictionalized, just lighted pixels on a screen. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah it's just a, a flat 2D image. Yeah, it's a bunch of flashing pictures. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting. I really way. like it. Yeah, that kind of makes every movie quite meta when you get. Yeah, down to exactly. It. <laughs> I, I think that that's why I think this made it movie like really gets into territory of meta that they've never done in a horror movie huh. before. You might be right. That's mm-hmm. kind of interesting when you get down to it that way. And it's like you said, like, it, you know, I love those elements where, like, whenever they're having the flashbacks and the, the it's almost like these clear, like, icicle things start yeah. coming through the ceiling. And they, yeah. even, they even use it, like, they're about to get killed and they're like, they use, go into a flashback. Yeah, they use yeah. the flashback to fight the Billy. guy, to get away from Billy. Which is really cool. It's really cool. It's an element where, like, they're, they're seeing the world they, there's around them. And finding out the new rules and then using them, yeah, in a way that again you just don't see in that same meta sense in in a lot of other meta horror movies. Yeah, though I you know in Scream obviously they don't do anything sort of flashbacks or anything, but they have the list of the rules, right? And if you follow those rules, then you survive, right? Um, in this, if you know you can use a flashback or you can. Uh, you know uh, the slow mo stuff. The slow mo really stuff. Cool. Also, that that burn scene where Billy was on fire. Yeah, and slow mo looked fucking sick. It really did. It looked fucking sick. Uh, yeah, and when he jumped out. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was really cool. That was really tight. But yeah, the slow mo. They experienced the slow mo. Like mm-hmm. maybe later they could have somehow used that. Yeah. So what'd you think of it, Ben? How okay. you rate it? How you rate? How you rate? Who your name is? <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting because like. I, I love that this movie does so much horror homage stuff. And again, so many of those super deep cut references. Yeah. Um, I do hate that it features a song, Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes. A she knows times. just how to make a problish. Problish. Uh-huh. Because that's a word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Kim Carnes. Yeah. My mom had that, um, what was that, what was that record? Bark at the, Barking at the Moon, I think it was called. Maybe. That had this song and a bunch of other shit on there. Mm-hmm. My mom wore that tape out when I was a kid. Always fucking hated listening to it. She's kind of like like the female Bon Scott. <laughs> she does have you know, that. Yeah. Her, her voice was ejected from the game for unnecessary roughness. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty years in the penalty box. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love all the horror homage stuff. I love a meta movie mm-hmm. if it's done right and stuff, which has did a very good job of it and explored some, like you said, some cool new avenues and everything. Mm-hmm. There is some good comedic stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that the movie got definitely less comedic in the second half yeah, of the movie. And, and I would say just kind of generally less playful yeah. with the whole meta element mm-hmm. and stuff and all the horror references. It got definitely less steeped in that in the, the second half of the movie, mm-hmm. which most of these horror comedies do anyway. I mean, yeah, even Shaun of the to. Dead kind of gets ser- yeah. more serious towards the end and stuff. Um, 
there's a lot of stuff that I liked about it. Again, I've got this personal bias against that actress, which I, I feel bad about, and it's <laughs> nothing but my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the flaws in this movie, again, the PG-13 rating and the lack of, of blood and gore mm-hmm. and stuff, I, I do find to be a really important flaw in yeah. this, man. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where, like I said, if you're doing something that's obviously such an homage to this stuff, mm-hmm. put in the most important fucking part. The blood. Practical practical special effects, deaths, blood, What gore. if they had blood, but it was gray? Like oh, okay. Like SNES Mortal Kombat? Well, I would just go get the Genesis port of the movie and put in the that blood That would make code. sense, yeah. Abacab. Abacab. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then I would enjoy the movie as it should be. <laughs> So, I don't know. I do like the whole element of this movie, too, though, where... And this is one of those things that's always intrigued me, and it's kind of a back-to-the-future thing, where it's like, if you could go and hang out with, like, your mom before she had you... Yeah. It's like, what would that what would that be like? Yeah. What would it be like for your mom not to know who you are... Oh, man. ...because she hasn't had you yet? Yeah, that's a real devastating thing at the beginning when she first sees her mom in the yeah. back of that van, and she's crying, like... Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, what? I know. Mom's been dead for three years. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's one of those things that I've always found to be really interesting. And it's interesting with this movie, too, because, again, she's not necessarily just hanging out with her mom. She's hanging out with a character her mom is, is playing, yeah. uh, which becomes more and more like her real self yeah. and stuff later on. So I like that element a lot. I think that's a cool avenue to explore, especially in a horror movie. That's kind of the last yeah. place you'd expect you expect to see that kind of you thing. You don't get a whole lot of tear-jerking moments in horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, I guess in terms of the of the horror comedy stuff, it's like I can't help but point out that like Cabin in the Woods does a lot of the stuff that this movie does better mm-hmm. and it did it first. Yeah. Sean I think the, Cabin in the Woods set up a world that's oh man. like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um Shaun of the Dead kind of did the horror comedy thing, mm-hmm. I think funnier than this. And again, lots of great blood and gore in both of those movies. Mm-hmm. I just would have liked this movie a lot better if it was rated R. Okay. I really, really would have. Mm-hmm. It's still enjoyable. If you're a, a huge horror movie fan, I would say that's definitely something that you should watch. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest movie ever made or anything. I'd say if you're not, if you know somebody who's not a horror movie fan, mm-hmm. this might be a movie they'd like. Could be. Yeah. yeah because it's not so horrific. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, I don't know. I, I hear this from people who say they don't like horror movies. They're like, they just make me laugh. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on in your head. Dude. But I'm I'm assuming they're saying it's all cheesy or whatever. Uh-huh. But it's like, what horror movie are you watching? I know, right? I mean, there are cheesy horror movies. Yeah, sure. But like, there are tons out there that are sans cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say there, there's plenty to like in this movie. The glaring omission of... Really tacking in some great kills and stuff does disappoint me, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll watch it again. Yeah. I'll watch it again for sure. But overall, I'm going to put this a 5 out of 10. 5 out of five 10. 5 out of 10. That might, wow. that might seem harsh, but again, personal bias and mm-hmm. lack of great kills. Wow. Really needed some kills. Now, uh, I acknowledge all the things you're saying and agree somewhat though i, hear you. I, I, I hear think you. i think there are reasons i i get the reasons why the filmmakers chose to do what they did but i think i think that the heart of the movie could have survived mm-hmm. with continual comedy and continual and with blood yeah i think it could have survived I, do I don't think it would have been hurt at all no um i really like this movie I like what it seems to be saying. I like what it does. 
Um, I like that it's made by people who know what they're doing. Um, it's not perfect. No. For sure. It is more comedy than it is horror. It's more of a sweet uh, comedy. Sentimental. Sentimental yeah. type of comedy than it is a horror movie. Um, so... It, I, I think I think you could have had a more menacing character. Maybe uh, nix the tiki mask, make it a little more mm-hmm. actually frightening. Yeah, or just let him be like burned. And yeah, that's up, like, what I was Cropsy. thinking. Yeah, yeah, maybe just do make him look kind of like Cropsy. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think you could have gone more intense on things here, and it would have been more horror. Yeah. But for me, this is also just a a great movie. So if I'm rating it. You know, uh, I, I I can't go higher than a seven and a half, I okay. would say. Yeah. Maybe seven and three quarters even. Seven and three quarter. Yeah. I'm. You know what? I back it. How about this? <laughs> seven and five eighths. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> That's a new rating That's for us right one. there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but again, like, I would recommend everybody see it. Yeah, I would too. Like and it, and it if does... they made a part two where it picked oh, up yeah, with I'd them in the it. hospital at the end, I'd, I'd totally watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'd watch it for sure. Um, so yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, definitely check it out. Definitely check it out. I'm really excited to watch what we're doing next week. Lovely, 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 lovely. Jurors. We're watching Jurors. I'm so stoked to watch Jurors. It's been mm-hmm. so long since mm-hmm. I saw that shark chewing people in Jurors. Really? I mean, I can't remember last time I saw it either, but no. I know it's, it's probably been in the past five years or so. And still great. Yeah. Still great. I can't wait to see mm-hmm. it, man. That is a, I think maybe the first, you know, if, if you'll classify it as a true horror movie, I mm-hmm. think that's probably the first like real horror movie I remember seeing. I think it is a true, I think it's a true horror movie. Uh, man versus nature type of horror movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, the classic horror mm-hmm. archetypes. Man yeah. versus man, man versus mm-hmm. nature. Blah, That's blah. right. Yeah. I look forward to watching that. That'll be good just in time before the 4th of a July. Yeah, which is when it takes place. 4th of July weekend. And this episode that you're listening to will be coming out on June 27, a hey. day which will forever live in infamy. Yeah. As it is my birthday. It's the day you were brought into this world. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Little, 22 little. long years ago. Yep. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I look good. I know. Satan's only child. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so you guys be sure to wish me happy fucking birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, man. Now, Steve, where can they find us on the internet? Uh, at Dead Lovely Pod on the Instagrudels, mm. on the Twoozles. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Facebook, we got a Facebook group, Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast. We love talking with y'all. Uh, you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Let us know some recommendations, mm-hmm. what you want to hear us dish about on mm-hmm. future episodes. We got a, we got some stuff planned here coming up, but we've also got a few spots that are open. So mm-hmm. if you guys know of something particularly great that's maybe streaming right now, then you guys let us know about it and we'll talk about it on a future episode. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. It just takes a second and makes a world of difference to us. You guys can follow me on Instagriddle mm-hmm. at Benellar Guitars. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagriddle. This is a wonderful place. Yeah. Yeah. You go there and immediately your sandwich is griddle. The griddle is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me there uh, at Steven Spratling. Well, Steve, I'll find you there and I'll also find you next week on the next installment of Durs and Lovell. That's us. Durs and Lovell. 
I'll see you guys, and I'll see you Mm -hmm. on the flip side. This has been Durs. And Lovers. Burr, burr. Burrs. Burrs. <laughs> <laughs>